0: Good morning. Welcome to Awaken Atlanta. I'm your host, Shannon McVay. This is Tim Ray. We are going to get into some spiritual teachings of astral projection with or, 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 Joshua Tongle. So,
1: or how about we just hear about his story so we can, like practice it ourselves.
0: Yeah, it's, okay. Right. If you think you say it better than I say well, it, I just I, got people motivated and then you talk.
1: Well, listen, when you you know, I, I'm still not over your vomiting yeah, you're and, so, he's and, so and diarrhea me right so now. On, on our plane. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know who I'm sitting next to anymore. Who are you?
0: I don't know, but I'm coming over next time I have to go. Oh.
2: Okay.
0: All right. Good morning, Joshua.
2: What's up? What's up, you guys?
0: Good morning. Welcome to our show. Thanks for being a part of it.
2: So, oh, Joshua, thanks for having me. So yes. uh
1: so here you are. You're having these uh astral projections and um I mean, how how old are you when you started this?
2: How old was I? Uh, well, it happened accidentally uh, back in like 2006. And so oh, that wow. was like my mid-20s. Yeah, so that happened spontaneously. And then I kind of put it on the shelf because I didn't know what to do with it really. <laughs> but were you <laughs> After- on drugs? Uh, absolutely not. No, <laughs> I was not. <laughs> oh, you were not? Okay, good. Okay, good. I was not on drugs. <laughs> A
0: lot of people are chiming in saying they've done it, but they were on drugs because you don't need drugs to do this.
2: No, no, you don't. Absolutely not. So, so walk I mean, that's us just my thing. It.
0: Walk us through it. Like, what happened to you the first time and how we master it, How did you master it? everything? Tell us everything.
2: Jesus. Sure, son. sure. So... First, I started vomiting projection. Not joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone
1: <what> I- <laughs>
2: he'll, he'll never forget you.
1: That I know. In no. fact, nobody will ever forget you. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Just so you know, Philip wrote, We love you guys. No false scripts. The only talk show I want to see. You're welcome. There you go. All right, keep going,
2: Josh. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I was actually interested in it, like in uh, near-death experiences. Because um, my mom used to tell me stories when I was a kid of people going to heaven and, you know, seeing Jesus and things like that. And so as a kid, you're not really skeptical of those kind of things. And so I've always been open to that. And then I kind of went through like a skeptical period where I didn't really believe any of that stuff for like eight years. I was pretty like aggressive, like very critical of it. But then um, I, had, I, I met this man who was miraculously healed. Through an out of body experience. And it was very, it was something that really spoke to me because I was actually very sick and injured at that time. And so that made me kind of reinvestigate the whole topic. And so what happened was that there was this one time I was at school in the library and I was just like chilling on the floor on a beanbag and I was fully awake. And all of a sudden I saw this bright light literally just like shining on me, like it was super, super bright and but I, I didn't know what to think of it and I heard this like really loud noise like a ringing in the ear but it was like super loud though so it's not like a tinnitus thing it's just like a roaring kind of thing and then my mind was like surprisingly calm and I was just like oh I heard about this um, okay you know but I th- th- that's it <laughs> you know and all of a sudden I felt like this really strong weight where i started to feel like i was getting everything we
0: described yes keep going this is so good
2: yeah yeah and so i started to feel like this electrocution in my body that was so strong i felt like i was being crushed like it was that it's weird because it it wasn't painful but but it was extremely point yeah like my mind is calm but it's like it's i don't think i was really doing it but i could imagine my mouth like oh like that as Uh if i was being smashed by this energy you know as if i put my finger in a socket or something And I got like paralysis, I couldn't move, but I was still calm in my head. And then it went away and then it came back two times. So nothing happened at that point. That was just like a weird, strange experience. And I'm gonna connect it eventually. So not too long after that, I was in the library again. (laughs) There's something about this library. (laughs) You know, I was on the beanbag. (laughs) You know, I was on the beanbag and then all of a sudden the same thing started to happen again. I started to feel these vibrations, this electrocution, but it was so weird because when I was laying in the aisle, I closed my eyes and I literally ended up in the other aisle, like literally. What? And I was like, you know, I was like tripping out and it was weird, but my vision was very dim. But like, you it was weren't hazy physically this, in
0: the like, other aisle, you were... Uh, like astral yeah yeah yeah. yeah. my my, my consciousness
2: so but but the thing was i still wasn't familiar with astral projection you know i was only familiar with near-death experiences where people have to get in a car accident or you're in the operating table or something so astral projection was still something i didn't really understand and so once again i put that on the shelf and uh several years later I was like very interested again and you know because I've always I was always fond of it like I said since I was a kid of the transformative experiences people getting healed so I was like you know what um there's this thing called astral projection I'm gonna try it <laughs> you know even though everyone's like warning saying it's really bad but I, I see a lot of positive things about it so I read all these books and I was trying all these techniques and for like a while nothing happened <laughs> you know I tell my wife watch out I'm gonna go astral tonight and then nothing would happen for like a lot for like a couple of months but then one day boom it happen and from there it's like my personality is kind of like this where once i find something i'm i get really hooked and so i started doing that so much where you know i started having it several times a month then eventually to several times a week and then several times a day and i was just like asking so many questions And, and in fact like the more that i start to experience these things um i just have more questions to be honest and that's why um when I was reached out by you guys from your show, you know, I was like trying to tell the person that contacted me, I said, you know, I'm not, I don't even wanna say I'm an expert in this stuff because honestly I have like more questions now. So even if I read all these astro books and even some of these guys who are, you know, have a quantum physicist background, it's like it's, some other stuff doesn't even fit within my experiences. Well, so, that, that's a healthy
1: perspective yeah, though, yeah, it is, uh, Joshua. You
0: always wanna be learning, right? Yeah. And, and plus, yeah. you
1: know, no one knows anything, honestly. We all just have stories in life. But yeah. with, with that being said, so your experience, um, did you find, because you, like you said, you, when you learn something new, you really want to get involved in that and you really lose yourself yeah. in it. Did you find that your reality in your present life was being neglected or maybe um, did you lose anything in that process of being so focused going outside of your body rather than being present in your body in your life?
2: No, in fact, it was actually the opposite because the more <clears throat> that I did that, it's funny, but people would think that, right? It's kind of like you want to use OBEs as like an escape or something. Yeah. But for me, it, I actually felt like it grounded me more because when I would come back, because it's not like I'm doing it 24-7. <laughs> right. You know what I'm He's saying? So I still got cute. things to do during the day. <laughs> right. And then when I would come back, I would like just reflect on my life even more. and And it just kind of helped me to realize how how precious this life is. And there's something to look forward to, to kind of like helping me to rethink about my values. Like what's really important here, you know? So in that sense, I I didn't really feel like it was an escape because I would typically only do it at like late at night or early in the morning. So. right
0: right now tell me something that what's one of the biggest things that you've learned while astral projecting did you and who are you asking these questions to do you see your higher self what do you see there like explain good she wants, things she, to, she wants
1: to know if jesus shows up
0: yeah like do you believe in God? <laughs> that's a good question though do you yeah. where is god in all this but tell me what you've learned who you see everything
2: that's yeah so I'm it's saying. interesting because um I, I do have a religious background and so i've i've I think the afterlife and, um, you know, the metaphysical world wasn't really hard for me, at least for the most part. And so I was never really afraid to die. But I guess I know it could sound like a simple answer, but for me, when I was having these experiences, it just kind of solidified the belief for me that, hey, there's more than this, quote unquote, physical Mm -hmm. reality. You know, and so, you know, I, I have a lot of different types of experiences that were very emotional, some that were very neutral. Did <laughs> like anybody I didn't really tell feel you much. anything that's you know? like,
0: like near-death experiences? Like some people come out as prophets or they have prophecies. Did you well, hear they have, anything they like have that?
2: have psychic experiences. Yeah. yeah, did you
0: have anybody tell you anything that like really benefited you in your life?
2: I mean, nothing that I could notice that was like too deep. Like, I okay. remember there was one account where this this person told me how to astral project, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, even more. So I was like, all right, there you go. What about
0: like lower vibrations? Have you ever, were you ever afraid? Were you ever around somebody that kind of scared you?
1: She wants to no. know about the demons either, yeah, and demons, attachments. But, uh, so always,
0: so the attachments. So you always uh, came out just asking questions, and it was always for the better for you, the best.
2: Better. Yeah, surprisingly, um, it was always 100% positive. All, every single one of my out-of-body Well, you never had stage. a bad trip then? No, Lucky. never. I mean, I've had nightmares as a kid. <laughs> you, you know, know what's as a interesting? Child, but, yeah. Did you
0: know that? What he said about the sleep paralysis. So when I, I had something on top of me once and I couldn't move and I really genuinely thought it was a demon. So I'm wondering if yeah. I was astral projecting at that point.
2: Yeah, because. Oh, no, 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 the, it was a demon. No, I'm a show you. <laughs> 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 it so it, it would explain a lot, though. But, um,
0: so, so, what are the benefits? What are the benefits of doing this?
2: Yeah, so the benefits, at least for me, right, like once again, is like it kind of solidified. The, the belief in the afterlife and, and the non-physical world, so to speak. And, and also for me, because I did grow up in a religious home, and so I you could imagine me always going to church every week and hearing sermons about heaven and hell and demons and all those things. But once I started having these experiences, it, it really kind of put me in a place to be, I don't want to be too, I mean, it's like where I'm more critical and anyway, I'm more, I could question people more because like I, I would imagine after these experiences that if I heard a preacher just, you know, he got his, you know he got he's, he has a PhD or whatever he got his theology his theology degree or been in ministry for years and he's preaching from a religious text, and if he starts talking about the afterlife about so and so goes to heaven and these other people go to hell, my question is would be how the heck does that person know, you know? Right. And just because they they studied the Greek and the Hebrew, so they're they're so dogmatic about mm. so and so is gonna burn in hell forever.
1: So yeah, when I started yeah. having
2: these experiences, it kind of just made me like, well, you know, if they had it out of body. out-of-body experience then granted we could have a conversation about it but now that i start to look at like and i'm guilty of that because i studied theology for most of my adult years and i was like man a lot of it was just uh knowledge instead of experiential knowledge yeah it's it's funny the Mm -hmm. older
1: you get the more you realize how beliefs are very limiting uh for is your low
0: yeah the religion part of beliefs so i
1: missed a question joshua um have you heard of remote viewing
2: yeah, I have. Okay. What yeah. is
1: it? Remote viewing is similar to astral projection or out-of-body experiences, but it's just these these a lot of times you have to be very sensitive or psychic in nature. And but they literally could have an out-of-body experience in in and in, in this reality because a lot of times astral projection takes you other dimensions, other realities, right? Okay. But in this reality where you know you could actually go to a, like I could go to Josh, I could go to your house Come on over. I, I, could, I could go. I go visit your house while you're while you're
0: at your house, I, while sleeping, I'm at my or house, whatever. Okay. I come in.
1: I come into your like into your bathroom. That's
0: creepy. You could watch me.
1: I could watch you. And I could watch what you're doing. I could describe things of what, what's oh, going on I'm in your gonna bathroom. I'm going to protect
0: myself from that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no can see
1: you doing number two. So at, when you feel time. like
0: somebody's watching you, somebody probably is?
1: Literally. Well, that's what, yeah, in a way, somebody so can be could doing that. you can
0: spy on people. Do you think that's true? I bet that you can protect yeah. yourself. I, the other person probably has to be Shannon, open Shannon, to it CIA you C.I. to do just, that. Came
1: out, just came out admitting that they had remote viewing uh, sessions going on a handful of years ago about that. But my question to you, Josh, was this. I'm gonna if, do it then. If remote viewing is, ac- <laughs> is if remote viewing is accurate or is true, that means it can be proven because uh, that's, that's what they say. in Remote viewing, like if they, I went to your house right now and I looked on uh, on one of your sh- one of your, your your nightstand and I and I saw a book that you're reading and I called you up on the phone in Wake State and I said, is there a book of uh, you know astral projection on your nightstand? called this and this and that and you'd be like oh my god yes that would not uh, be
2: proof well everyone has this book <laughs> 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 come on <laughs> your energy that is my it. favorite <laughs> but, all right wouldn't that be proof
1: though that a- a- astral projection out of the body experience remote viewing wouldn't that be proof that that's really actually occurring it's reality
2: yeah i mean uh i mean i know i kind of said it jokingly but once again it's like it would have to be repeatable right so it really comes down to someone's definition of what would you actually actually accept as proof if you did it the First time, it's "Ah, it's kind of a lucky guess. It was a New York Times bestseller, you know, something like that. But if you do it repeatedly, then you kind of give some some more uh, credibility. Can we try to
0: consciously do that? If you, I'll give you permission. Not to look at me in my room, but I give you permission <laughs> to like come into my house and see what I'm doing. I want to challenge that. And w- you too. W- watch, and a, watch, me, a movie, yeah, watch a
1: I'll, I'll watch a movie. Watch a movie with her. I'll
0: watch a movie and see if you guys know what it is. We should do that.
1: All right. Well, listen. Uh, Teal Swan. <laughs> you know, you don't want me to talk about it, but Teal Swan uh, talks about where she does this all the time. She she goes out. She actually projects out into the world, and she gets a kind of a feel for collective consciousness. But she's able to um, you know see what's going on, you know, and and to verify it. And, be, and she has does meetings with her friends. They all go hang out with each other, have See, astral projection I parties. Yeah, buy
0: it yet because...
1: Why? I you buy this, but you don't buy... What no, I think
0: I do kind of buy it. I think it's the fear that holds me back because we don't even understand <laughs> how amazing we are as humans. We don't even understand the power we have, right? Um, Ch- uh, Chance wanted me to ask you a question. I got to find it. He says, does it work every time you try it? Or is it more of a happy uh, accident? It gets better,
2: easier, and easier as you more you try it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely definitely (laughs) takes practice, you know. So, I mean, some people, it could take a long time. Sometimes it could happen on the first try. But really, it does take a, a certain amount of discipline and, like, real focus. So, honestly, it really depends upon the person. But it's really about for the most part being really 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 relaxed and having some sort of focus to shift your attention away from your physical body but yeah i mean i, I just shannon just to let you know it's it's okay to have this healthy skepticism I, I understand that you know but so ultimately it's like i'm not here to like prove it to somebody else especially right. if i'm talking about other dimensions if you tell that to a skeptic you're like please come on you know <laughs> so what really what matters if i did go to your house and i did point out a particular book or movie that would be more convincing we would call that like vertical evidence and so there yeah, are stories like that you know just had a yeah I just had an interview with Eman Alexander you know with the bestseller proof of heaven he was on my show you know neurosurgeon doctor was in a coma for a whole week. And you know, this guy really knows about the brain. And he had this out-of-body experience and he knew how to prove that it wasn't just caused by his brain because his brain was pretty much shut out. (laughs) You know, or that famous story from back in 1977, it's a famous blue sneaker story. I don't know if you heard of this, but back in 1977, there was this woman named Maria who was in the hospital in Seattle and she had an out-of-body experience when she was on the operating table. And next thing you know, she was floating around the hospital And when she came back, she told people about this blue sneaker that was up high on the hospital building. And so people were like, what? They were kind of skeptical over. And this social worker named uh, Kimberly Clark Sharp, I believe she was looking for. She went to the bottom floor. She's looking, looking, nothing. She went to on the top floors and she found a blue sneaker on the third floor up high outside on the window ledge. And so you could imagine. So that's not something that you could see from the ground. You'd have to be up top, you know, like a helicopter aerial view. And then Yeah, that you have other cases of other people. Like, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of stories. But like for me, yeah, go ahead.
0: No, it's it's our logical minds that want to discount it or shut it down because it's almost like we're in fear. We we want to hold ourselves back because we're not ready for it. But what do you think happens when we dream? Do you think that when we're dreaming, we're going to other dimensions?
2: Yeah, so this is where I kind of differ from some uh, astral people who like to make these find distinctions between dreaming, lucid dreaming, astral, you know, I, I look at consciousness as pretty much everything, you know, cause that's what it really comes down to. Right. And I like what this one author was saying about how imagine consciousness as like this uh, rainbow colored expansive silk and so you imagine this is this, this rainbow colored of silk and then you're like okay here's this one particular color you get you grab up you know some scissors and you're like snip snip all right this color is going to be dreaming here's another color snip snip this is going to be astral snip snip this is, and you're separating when in reality you know consciousness is woven from it's all woven from the same fabric and you know and so when and if you try to get too fixated on this is lucid dreaming this is dreaming this is astral obe you know Consciousness is everything, pretty much. Right. And so we kind of move in and out of it, believe it or not. Like like you, you're like, you're fully awake now, except it's early in the morning. <laughs> but then you can start day, you can start daydreaming and then you're in another state. You're in like a sleepy state. Yes. You know, so it, it, we're always moving in and out in different states. So it's like, I try not to move, you know, like try to create these like real hard distinctions between it, because we're always moving in and out, even when you're quote unquote astral projecting yeah, I mean, or little, astral vomiting, little, little, whatever. Little
1: kids, <laughs> little kids first seven years, they're in theta brain activity, theta state of mindset, yeah. right? And so that's yeah. why you
2: don't remember lot when you're a kid
1: because that's a different state of mind. You were in a theta yeah, Now we're in beta. It makes for the you most take part. them
0: more serious when they say, Mama, there's somebody in my bedroom. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like that exactly. probably yeah. really yeah. is yeah. right? well, their invisible they're, friend. Yeah. You know? Ugh. Yeah. So I mean that that's 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 part of reality. So that see, why are we teaching this in schools, man? Why are we, why we teaching this? why this? Te- why are we not teaching this in schools? Really? Somebody answer ah. the question.
2: I don't know. Somebody to <laughs> answer the
0: question. All right. What are some. Why are we in any-
1: trigonometry? How stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of anybody being stuck in astral projection and not being able to get back to their body? Cut the
1: cord. You know, they, there's a silver lining cord that uh, when you leave your body, that you cut that cord. Yeah. And Have you never ever come heard of anything again? terrible
0: happening to somebody in astral projection? Give me something negative. No, 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 no. Give me something drama. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a negative no, so guy. I, mean, I know. He's so nice. Uh, for, I mean, for the, it's funny because my my recent video, believe it or not, is about how to return to your physical body in the astral. So I was addressing the whole question of can you get lost or can you get stuck? Because that's actually one of the biggest fears I get from people who message me or comment on my YouTube videos. Here's a simple thing. It's it's what it's what Tim was saying it's so easy to come back to your body. It's actually harder to stay out. So you do have something called a silver cord. So you could think of it as like an umbilical cord with your astral body connecting to your physical body. You're kind of like tethered to your physical body. So even if you're out, no matter what, you're going to come back. The only time the cord is going to be severed is at death. And so you could think of that as like a permanent projection. So technically, Shannon, you shouldn't be afraid because you're, you're, you're astral projecting every single night. You're just not consciously aware of it. Okay. All we're doing is just keeping our mind awake and you're like, oh, snap. What's yeah. going on? My body's asleep. My body's paralyzed. But then here I am. I could see stuff. I could start doing things. I could go through objects. But you're doing it every single night. And in fact, you're dreaming too. So, I mean, that you can look at that as kind of like, in a way, a version of it, but it's just you're not conscious of it yet. So you're always engaging in different realities. That's why for me, I like to look at dreams, all of these things as different realities. I don't just like to say... It was just, it was just a dream, right? You know, was,
0: right. Was, Josh, I Josh, love that. And, I'm going to do that consciously. Go and, ahead. And Joshua, yeah.
1: you know, this is where I think that we go wrong as society because we're not teaching this to little kids in schools. They go to school and learn about astral projection and learn about our consciousness, which I think yeah. is a must and we need to have that these days. But because we're not, what happens is we become so now dependent on technology. We let technology be taking us to where we want to go, like the internet. We're on technology. Okay. Right. But if right. I'm if I'm learning and developing my own astral astral projection skill set let's say right human being a spiritual experience wherever it may be i could project and project you here who knows what i could do without using technology don't you think that technology is ripping us off from learning this aspect of how how dynamic and phenomenal being a
2: human being is with the telepathy and everything else that we don't explore that because technology is stopping us Absolutely. I mean, so it's a double-edged sword, right? So there's mm-hmm. always pros and cons to everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's so true when I'm in the astral, for the most part, with certain exceptions, you do communicate telepathically, right? Like I notice that I'm not even moving my mouth and the person's not moving their mouth. But then you look at like back in the day before there were phones and all that, you know, you, you could pretty much bet that they were communicating tele, you know, telepathically, sending messages, having visions, this and that, because they're trying to communicate to people. But yet, since we have the cell phones and internet, we, we just get kind of like lazy, <laughs> you know, but it's a double-edged sword, well, right? Well,
1: and I also think that, you know, they, they talk about technology being the Luciferian, like CERN being the Luciferian uh, agenda. But think about that. If there's energies that want us to only focus on technology, which they can control, and us not develop well, our own skill sets of astral projection, that would make sense to
0: Okay, but what you're saying is interesting to me only because of where you are with meditation. You want to bring in technology to make you put on your head and you'll meditate for like eight hours when it's twenty minutes. So you're kind of a hypocrite.
1: Well, of course I'm I'm, I'm a hypocrite, (laughs) as as you are too. However, (laughs) however, my point being is if we weren't so dependent on technology, we were not. We could be exploring that other aspect of ourselves. All right. Like if I if we didn't have attention deficit, you and I didn't have attention (laughs) deficit, we'd probably finish a conversation. We also
0: wouldn't have a damn show. Now let me ask you this: people are saying Hicks babies and Indigo babies. What are you familiar with that? I have no idea what they're talking about.
2: Yeah, but I you know I don't really get into much of that topic, but I am I am familiar with the idea. So
0: So, okay, okay, you're not not too much to say about
2: it.
1: (laughs) Uh, So, okay. So I I think that's fascinating what you're doing. So give us a, give us a recommendation. We got a few minutes left here. Give us a recommendation. How uh, somebody who's hearing this for the first time, Joshua, how they could get started to have an astro astral projection experience.
2: Okay, so basically, you know, it really depends on the particular person, right? Because a lot of people say what's well, like the technique to do it. And really it's a subjective thing because everyone's different. Some are more auditory, some are more visual, some people like to feel. And so I'm just gonna share which one worked best for me. That's what works best for me even to this day. And I give credit to a guy named William Buhlman, um, where he this is something called a target technique. So basically, what you do is that as you're going to bed, we all go through what's called a hypnagogic state, right? So that happens when you're falling asleep or when you're barely waking up. It's kind of like an in Between state there's that small window when you're about to knock out you know when you do that your mind is a lot more receptive you want to do this technique at that particular time because typically when you're like fully awake your mind argues a lot right your conscious Mm -hmm. mind's like ah, this is boring or this is i'm tired i'm thirsty or whatever so you got to make sure that you're you're in that hypnagogic state what you want to do is that you want to find either a person or a particular place or a certain object that's that's very familiar to you and maybe it's even better if it has like some sentimental value to you and it's even better if it's within close proximity to where you're able to touch it. You know, you could kind of like feel the material. If it's a rose, you could smell it or whatever. Here's the point, is that what you're doing is that if if, if, if we're pretty much, if it's all about consciousness while you're in bed, you want to shift your awareness to that particular object. Let, let's just say it's in your, your living room, like it's a particular vase or something, or vase, whatever I reproduce. Mean. <laughs> <know? laughs> and then what you want to do is- Actually, that, put a phone uh, you want to, on the screen. You want to imagine it and you want to be able to, you know, just be so present where you could feel the texture of it. You could feel how smooth it is or if it's cold or whatever. And what you're doing, believe it or not, is because everything's about like points of awareness, is that you're shifting your consciousness away from your physical body. Mm. And what's going to happen if you're successful at it is that all of a sudden, sudden you're gonna be right there and so that's why it was for me as well when i was doing it i was very familiar with my parents' home back in america because i'm in the philippines right now and you know since i've been there for so many years i, I know what it's like in their living room the couch i would just imagine yeah. the couch like the design how it feels how soft it is next thing you know boom i was there right and like in a split second yes. you know and then when i thought about my home here in the philippines boom i came back so how empowering, that can do that. How empowering can is that, do
0: that. but yeah. what if what if okay but what does it say, you're focused on something that's comforting to you, what does it say if I do that or people like me do that and it's more negative and scary?
2: Yeah, so this is where I would recommend that people who are have a lot of fears, especially within their subconscious, you know, where there's like certain uh, religious beliefs or there's a lot of folklore that they got going on in their heads um, I, or people who are even really depressed, I don't recommend people like astral projecting because, you know, these, these dimensions, so to speak, are very thought responsive. So like this universe is, you know, where we're at is actually thought responsive too, but we live in a very dense physical, right. you know, 3D world. But in these right. other dimensions, it's less dense. And so things happen a lot quicker. And if that's the case, if you have a lot of negativity going on in your head where you're like super depressed and negative and angry or violent, your subconscious will become your reality. That's the that's w- what could be the scary part. And so for me, I have a very positive view. I don't believe in all these like negative things. That's why when I go out there, I don't experience it. But it's funny. You'll see a lot of religious people people who have a lot of fear-based dogma, they have a lot of the hellish ones. Right. Why is that? Because your subconscious, that's what thats what projects. And so that's one of the things where that is really, really have crazy. nothing that's, to do with. That's why some people
1: have demon experiences.
2: And some you're people handing
0: what? over your power Am I, to the church, almost, yes, to religion. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And my point yeah. is, when you die, it, your experience is going to be how you perceive death. So if you believe heaven and hell scenario, you're going to experience a heaven and no. hell scenario. Yes! And if you believe in uh, past do life scenario... you believe that some
0: it, people will go to hell just because they're af- afraid of it?
1: No, because they believe That to be true, and that and your thoughts create your reality. So whatever you experience in the afterlife is what you basically your beliefs are before you die. Mm -hmm. I believe that to be true. I don't think I believe. that. If you think you're gonna have a scary experience, you're gonna have a scary experience. If you believe you're gonna have a happy experience, you're gonna have a happy experience. At
0: death, yes, I believe that God loves us all way too much that we're not gonna have a scary experience. Yes, we are.
1: Um, listen real
2: quick here, Josh. We got we got we gotta get going. Josh, thank you.
0: Yeah, how can people find you and watch your show? Your YouTube channel. I'm gonna watch it.
2: Yeah, just my website is joshuatongle.com, and then I have a YouTube channel, podcast. You just search my name, and then I'm pretty much everywhere in social media. So Great. Well, you, you are you. fantastic,
1: Joshua. Love your oh, energy. Thank you, guys. Love thank you guys, you. Really really so Love Your laugh brings joy <laughs> to me,
0: man. Absolutely. It makes me laugh. Oh, thanks. Appreciate hey, Those that. that are still with us.